Both of them has been extended to you. By grace was you saved through faith. But I want this morning to understand some things about faith and grace and what grace is. You know, we hit a translation last week teaching on this grace. And I'm telling you right now, I know a bunch of preachers are preaching this, what I'm preaching this morning. I've sent them the notes, sent them everything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Romans 5. First verse, therefore being justified by faith. Justified means being made righteous, made holy, sanctified. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand. Now we stand in the grace of Almighty God, but we enter therein with our faith. Arthur S. Way said his translation, we have been introduced by the door of faith into the favor of God in which we have so firm a footing. Do you know if you can get into the grace of God, that puts it in God's hands. And the only way you can put it in God's hands, I've heard a lot of ladies say this, well, I just turned my husband over to the Lord. I said, how you do that? So, well, I just told him, Lord, here he is, you take him. Well, that's turning him over to the devil and for the devil to operate. Turning him over to God, you do it by faith. How I find God's Word that says this promise is to me and my whole household. And I put that in God's hands and something bigger than my faith takes over. Something bigger than just that little faith I got. Hallelujah. I get it into the good hands, people. Into the gigantic system of God's victory. Like a big Ferris wheel, when I put it on there with my faith, something else kicks in called the grace of Almighty God. And when you get it in His hand, no man can pluck them out of His hand. But you got to get it in there by faith. You can't say, well, here it is, Lord. Here it is. You know, if you want to, heal me. That don't work. See, if a person understood exactly what grace is, I mean, it, it revolutionized your life. It would inspire your faith to believe anything in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith puts it in God's hands. We call it grace. Ben Johnson translates that verse said we put it into grace, God's unconditional love. <laughs> That's grace. I'm telling you right now, that'll revolutionize your life. Unconditional love. There's no condition in this. Well, now, if you obey just right, if you do just like God said, and you don't never miss it, because if you miss it, all the curse will come. See, we've had all kind of idiot teaching. Are you listening to me? And we that call ourselves faith people, we have taught, we have put the law back under grace. He said in Romans 
6.14, we are not under the law, but under unconditional love, under the grace of Almighty God. Do you know we're in a dispensation right now, God's time plan? You know what time plan you're in? It's called grace. God ain't mad at nobody. God's done saved the whole world through Jesus Christ. All they got to do is receive it. They don't, they'll go to hell. But they don't have to. Can you say amen? amen? So, with our faith, we penetrate the gigantic victory system of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Once, once this grace is penetrated, once it's penetrated with your faith, something else bigger than your faith takes over. Do you know your faith is big? I mean, it's impossible to please God without faith, and so therefore He gives you faith. But you've got faith. You've got the God kind of faith, the same kind of faith that God used to build the universe. But something bigger than that takes over. It's called grace. When you get it in His hands, unconditional love kicks in. No condition. No condition. Hallelujah. You can have peace and joy in the middle of trouble. What difference does it make what the problem of the circumstance is? If I got the answer. Unconditional love. Unconditional. You understand what that means? There's no condition put on it. Well, now, if you do this, and you pay your tithe, and you go to church regular, and you do all the things, you know, in the Old Covenant, it said if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That's the Old Covenant. This thing's under grace. He's done give it to you, everything he's got. You're already an heir of God and an equal heir with Jesus. You ain't going to be. Hallelujah. In the Old Covenant, he set before you blessing and cursing, life and death. He said, choose life. Amen. Still a lot of faith preachers are preaching the same thing. God didn't set before you any life and death. He didn't set before you blessing and cursing. He set before you blessing. Jesus took your curse. Hallelujah. That's unconditional love. He took it, bless God. This is all God. You must understand that every bit of this grace is God. It ain't nothing you work for. We're not under the law, but under grace. Under a dispensation of grace only. Not under the law if you confess it long enough. If you hear 10,000 tapes, you've heard anyone preach, Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Go on saying hearing long enough, it'll wear out a goat. The minute you hear it, it's inspired. You are full of faith. You're full of the God kind of faith. That's why you light your fuse with the Word of God. Faith's inspired by hearing. Faith comes alive by hearing. Faith is awakened by what? Hearing the Word of God. Why? That I can get it over. See, my faith's got to be in the grace. My faith can't be in something that I don't know whether it belongs to me or not. You can't have faith for something you don't know belongs to you. That's why denominational people don't get healed. They don't know whether it's for them or not. That's why they don't get the Holy Ghost talking to them. They don't know whether that's for the day or not. See, that's why that most, you know, around Pentecostal churches, 99% of the people there are women. How come? Because 
They don't believe in the promises of God. They're still under the curse. Well, he drinks. God's going to get him for that. God's under unconditional love. Do you know that? I, I, let me tell you, I, I went by a whiskey store. I hadn't been saved long, and I went by a whiskey store. And, and when, I, when I drove by, I seen a preacher drove by, and it just shocked him. I went into a whiskey store. My God. He probably figured I was going in there to get me a drink. I seen a heathen come by, waved at me. That heathen, I know what he is thinking. He's going in there and telling him about Jesus. See, heathens don't judge folks. It's us good Christian folk do that. See, hallelujah. I went in there, prayed with old boy that owned the place named Dan Bird. He got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, what am I going to do about this whiskey store? I said, whatever you want to do about it. He said, well, I want to sell it. I said, well, you'll have to talk to the Lord about that. I ain't in, I ain't in the selling whiskey store business. I don't care if you sell it, what? That ain't nothing to me. Do you understand that? I understand something about the grace of God. Do you know he is selling half pints out the window and telling folks about Jesus? You say, that don't mix. I'll tell you what, I bet it made a lasting impression when he'd tell them, I done met Jesus. It was about six weeks that he got rid of that thing and got him a folder business here in town, making more money than he ever made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unconditional love. You can get it over here. Now, what if, what if you knew you could get it over here in the hands where unconditional love is? You can do that with your faith. That's the only way you can get it in there. It's one door. It's called faith. Trusting God will do what he said. You know, if sickness tries to get on me, you know what? That don't bother me. Not if I got the answer. Hallelujah, I got an answer better than Mayo Clinic. They can't guarantee my healing. God can. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. You know, I told you about when we was in uh, <coughs> Moulton, Alabama, I guess it's three weeks ago. Uh, 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 we know of one young man got his teeth filled. One man got his teeth filled. That's our God. That's unconditional love. Amen. One little girl with spinal bifida began to walk, praise God. Can you say amen? We sent a handkerchief to a woman that had lymphoma cancer, and she walked out of that hill, praise God. That's our God, hallelujah. Why? Because he's in love with you. We translate the word agape. Is God is love? No, no, no. Look it up, W.E. Vines Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. It means God's in love. And that's a whole lot of difference. A whole lot of difference. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So, once you penetrate this gigantic system of grace with your faith, something bigger than your faith grabs it. 100% victory. It's called grace. Unconditional love. Unconditional love will get your old reprobate boy home that you ain't heard from in 20 years. He'll get that husband that said, I'll never serve God. He'll get him born again. He'll send somebody by with the anointing of Almighty God and he can't gainsay it. That's our God. 
If he has to, he'll send an angel, praise God. Praise the Lord. Faith's my hold on God. But bless God, grace is his hold on me. He got a bigger hold on me. Something got a hold on me. Let this thing grab you today. Let him grab you with his love. Unconditional. Get that unconditional in your head. There's no condition. You say, yeah, but what if I do this? What if I do wrong? What if you do? You mean the blood of Jesus don't work on that? He's handled every sin, past, present, and future. They're handled. He is not concerned about your sin. Amen. We was in Mountain Home, Arkansas. And we was having some miraculous healings. Everybody backslid was coming back to God. We had a bunch of Baptist. Baptist preacher had the biggest church there in town. I believe he told me he had 2,200 members. He came and got full of the Holy Ghost. He said, I know this is God. I know what this is. He said, and I want, I want to know about that healing. He started having healing meetings every Sunday night in his church. Him and the full gospel preachers that I was preaching for, now they have fellowship together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There was a one night, big line of folks come to get healed. And uh, one old man, I said, Oh man, what's your, what's your story? He said, Well, nothing. I just heard about all these healings. And I come over here, I said, Where you go to church? Over at that Baptist church. I believe it said Twin Lakes Baptist Church. Anyway, I said, Well, what are you on them walking sticks for? He said, oh, I, I, I've got muscular dystrophy. He's about 70-something. He said, I've had it since I was 20-something years old. He said, I've learned to live with it. I said, why are you going to live with that? Hallelujah. Would you live with an old grouchy woman? Huh? He said, no, I wouldn't do that now. He said, he knew some Bible. He said, it's better to get on top of the house than to stay down there with them. I said, yeah, that's right. That's right. I said, you need to get on top of the house with that sickness. I said, do you want heal? He said, well, I'll tell you what, I believe I do. And so I just took his sticks and throwed them away. Throwed them out in the audience. I laid hands on him. He fell over on the flo floor and stuck. Have you ever seen anyone stick? Well, he stuck. And I said, oh, man, get up. And he tried, and he said, I can't. I said, that's the way y'all act over in the Baptist church? That I've never been around such a thing. I don't even know why I'm down here. I said, well, why do you think that you down here? He said, you push me. <laughs> I said, well, who stuck you then? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyway, in a minute, he come un undid, come undone, got up. I said, walk. He said, you mean I can walk? I said, just take off. And he stuck. You know, he's about high and scared too. But he took a step, man, and he went to trucking. Oh, he got to going. Hallelujah. He is stepping high. He said, see that guy right there? I sold him his first house. See that fellow right there? I sold him a bit. He said, you know, I come up here when I was a young man, not and I got rich. <laughs> he made outstanding tithes of this full gospel church where he got healed too. Praise God. Lady came. She had a, one of those iron lungs or had something up her nose to breathe. And she had a little bitty fellow by the hand. 
She's about this high and he's about this high. She had a little husbandette. And I said, uh, Lady, you want the Lord to heal you? She was, she was walking funny. And she's walking like that. And I said, uh, Lady, you want the Lord to heal you? Now listen close to me. She said, The Lord will not heal me. I said, Why? Said, I was a nun in the convent. And I left the convent for this thing. And pointed his little husband at He looked like a wolf rat when she pointed at it. You know, pole fine. And <laughs> I said, now if the Lord had, who, 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 I said, what's wrong with your leg? She said, I've had two or three discs taken out of my back and said, one of my legs is real short. I said, I thought you was raised up here in these mountains and you was walking that away around the mountain. I said, if you'd turn around this way and walk this way, I think you'd straighten up. Oh, she didn't like that at all. And I said, I best let that large-sized lady alone. And I said, sit down here in this chair. And I said, I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to grow your leg out. Well, see, them charismatic folks have been growing them legs out since the 60s. You understand that? That's in the body of Christ. That belongs to us. Anything that's ever been healed one time, it's in the body of Christ. We need a different thinking out here. Hallelujah. What do you mean? Someone got it over into the grace of Almighty God. I told her, do you know what grace is? She said, yeah, unmerited favor. Well, that ain't what it is. All that says is it's free. What is it? It's God's unconditional love. I said, I'm going to set you right down right here, and I'm going I'm to pray over you, and God's going to grow your leg out. He's going to show you how much he loves you. Here she is, done left the convent, pointed to this little thing. Set her down there, and I put her hands on top of mine. I said, now watch this. In the name of Jesus. And her leg just said, doom, 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 grew right on out. And she looked at her leg, looked at me, and began to cry. She found out God still loved her. Let me tell you something. You can't get anything done if you think God's disappointed with you. That you're a failure. That you ought to have been some gigantic something. And here you are down here. Unconditional love kicks in. My faith's in God's unconditional love. Hallelujah. 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 While you're in Romans, turn over to the 8th chapter. 37th verse. said, Nay, in all these things we're more than a conqueror through him that what? That's in love with you. What if he translated that thing right and said it in love with you? Huh? How many of you know that's a different story? You know, people that make their wife or whoever, their, their, their fiancé sign some kind of premarital agreement, they ain't in love. Huh? When you love someone, you give them everything you got. That's what God did. He gave his best. He gave his only begotten son. He couldn't give anything any bigger, so he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting the life and nature of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So said we're more than a conqueror through him that loved us. 38th verse, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life Angels, principalities of powers, or things present, or things to come, nor heights, depths, nor any other creature 
shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ain't nothing can separate you from unconditional love. There's no condition in it. Well, what if I missed it? What if I went back to one of my old habits? You ever seen a habit you had and you went back to it? It's 10,000 times harder to get over it. You don't need no condemnation. You need some love extended. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know a fellow right now would be in the ministry, but it, and cigarettes keep getting it. He'll quit them for two or three months and he'll get back on. When I got saved, they didn't bother me. I mean, I was through. Hallelujah. When I got saved, it felt like I drank a bottle of white shoe polish. I just turned white on the inside. And I began to study what happened to me on the inside. I was going to a Presbyterian church. And they didn't, they didn't teach along these lines. Something happened to me. And I found out the new birth is God himself coming to live on the inside of you, praise God, bringing you all his belongings, all his life, all his nature, that you become a brand new species, a new kind of a human being. What kind are you? You're a God man. You're a man with God living in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Neither heights, left, angels, ain't nothing can separate you. Yeah, but what if I do wrong? It can't separate you. When you've done wrong, you need love. You don't need condemnation. I have preachers all the time telling me, he said, man, you have to preach sin or them folks is going to sin. Them folks are going to sin whether you preach it or not. What's the answer to sin? Righteousness. God don't want you having a sin consciousness. In the Old Testament, they'd lay hands on those scapegoats and they'd carry that goat off that carried the sin away. And I'll tell you what, they carried him off and the wolves would eat him. There's never any trace of that sin anymore. But that guy that carried him off, he had to come back and purify himself. God don't want you even smelling like a goat. Smelling like sin. He don't want you smelling like that. He wants you to have an unconscious knowing that the love of Almighty God has been extended to me. Unconditional. You know, they nail up little crosses all over everywhere about abortion. They embarrass me. They embarrass me. Do you know that? That's embarrassing to me to put something up. Somebody made a mistake. What if they put up a package of camels out there? What if they, what if they put up... A, 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 a picture of someone committing adultery. Huh? Pornography. Huh? What's the difference one sin and another? Let me tell you something. When a little old girl uh, uh, gets pregnant, bless God, she needs love. She don't need nobody down in her. She don't need someone pointing a finger and look like every Christian in the world is against them. That's wrong, folks. Them folks that put them little crosses up, they love you so much they'll kill every doctor they can performs abortion. That ain't love. That ain't this thing right here. Do you understand that? Hallelujah. You know, if someone's in love with you, he's not going to talk about you. If someone's in love with you, they love you. They don't even care if you're white, black, or brown. They don't care. They're in love with you. Amen? 
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2.8, By grace will you save through faith. That not of yourselves is a gift of God. Grace is God's divine favor. It's making you a favorite with God. You're God's favorite. You understand that? You're God's favorite. Look what that'll do to inspire your faith. I can get over in that. I can reach and grab some of that with my faith. I can grab God with my faith. And when I do, he grabs me with his grace. And he's got something bigger than my little old faithful. Hallelujah. The grace of God's God's gigantic system of victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Grace is what God did for us in the death, burial, and the resurrection. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, why, turn over to Ephesians, the first chapter. Holler amen when you find it. Y'all holler that and most of you ain't even got your Bible, will you? Starting the first verse. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus, to the faithful in, Je in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ which has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. One translation said, He's done blessed you with every blessing that heaven itself enjoys. Hallelujah. That's you. You are heir of God. How come? Because the unconditional love been extended. Can you understand what that'll do to your faith? When I need a new car, God wants me to have a new car. When I need a new home, I don't have a home. Well, I know how to get one. He said over in the 10th chapter of Mark, he'll give you some homes. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Fourth verse, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Do you know you are holy and without blame? How come? Because he's in love with you. Love's uncancelled your debt. You do not have a record. The only record God's got to use in the Lamb's book of life said you've got the life and the nature of God. He does not have any other record of you. He nailed your account book to the cross and closed your account. You don't even have an account. Well, he's counting up all... You ever hear preachers on TV talking about how God will count up all these sins you've done and when you walk before the Lord, uh, how he'll this and that? That's a lie. He'll walk, you walk before him and he's going to say, Well done. Say, well, I ain't done much. Well, bless God, he appreciates what you've done. Unconditional love counts good everything you've done. Yeah, but I could have done more. Yes, you could have, but God don't count it. Unconditional love takes no account of suffered wrong. Unconditional love never will fail for you. Do you understand that? You can believe God for anything he says belongs to you. Fifth verse, having predestined us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. 
Every time you see that word grace, underline it. Mark out the side, unconditional love. I ain't never heard a better uh, uh, definition. That's the best one I've ever heard. Ben Johnson translated it that. Anybody that can understand Greek understood what he's trying to get across. Wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. You're already accepted. Once you're accepted, you ain't going to get kicked out. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. By the riches of his grace, what has happened? You got forgiveness of sins. Not just sin, but sins, all of them. Can you say amen? Knox said, The grace by which he has taken us into his favor in the person of his beloved Son, Jesus Christ. He's taken us in. If any man be in Christ, he's a new kind of man. Amen? How many of you know when the 17th chapter of Big John, 22nd, 23rd verse, he talks about God loves you just as much as he does Jesus. Loves you as much as he does Jesus. Was anything Jesus couldn't get answered? Huh? Look what this will do to your faith. Someone shout hallelujah this morning. Man, I'm preaching more than y'all shouting this morning. I think y'all froze out before you got him. Hallelujah. Everybody come in, Hunt Holland 19. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We turned the American dishes on 5 o'clock yesterday evening. Praise God. And it just now kicked off. Woo! 72. Praise the Lord. God extended his grace. Grace is restoring man to divine favor, to unconditional love. Did, did God have conditions with Adam? Did God have conditions with the Lord Jesus Christ? Huh? He was unconditional. Praise God. Might write this down, 1 Corinthians 15.10. Cotton Patch Translation. Clarence Jordan said, The favor he showed me was not wasted. Has his favor... Don't let this waste. You understand? We've wasted the grace of God. We didn't know what it was. For I worked harder than all the rest. Not I really, but God's goodness that had a hold on me. God's goodness done got a hold on me. God's goodness will get you healed. God's goodness will prosper you when you don't have a job. God's goodness will get you a home and it's no way to have one. Dear old sister over at Monticello, Sister Foster, she come on Friday night. We, had, we started a church over there. And she said, Brother Buzzy, said, do you know where I live? Yeah. said, I, 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 want, I, I keep going by this house up there and I want this house. I said, well, pray about it, and I'll believe God will you, and you can just get that house. And she said, reckon God would give me that house? She's a black woman. That's been years ago, and this was up in the white folks' quarters. And we believed God, and we trusted God. And one day she come one Friday night and said, you know what they did? There's a for sale sign out in that yard. I said, well, let me tell you what you do. You go up and tell that lady, said, I want that house. 
and I believe God wants me to have that house. I don't have a penny to pay down on it, but I'll pay it out just like rent. She said, sign right here. And she got her a house. She got her a house where she wanted a house. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'd give me a house downtown, if you give me the best house in El Dorado, I wouldn't want to live there. I live out in the country. If you come to my house, you started out coming to my house. You didn't accidentally just find my house. My house is down at the end of the road, and you come through a gate, and there I am sitting right down there. Hallelujah. I had to pray three times before the Lord knew who I was. Something got a hold on me. What is it? God's unconditional love. Let it get a hold on you. Don't frustrate the uh, grace of God. He said be strong in God's grace. Be strong in unconditional love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 8, 12. Said I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness, their sins and their iniquities. Will I remember how long? No more. So God ain't remembering your sin. That's unconditional. Yeah, but what if I sin? They're unconditional. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is enough to pay for eternity worth of sin. Can you say amen? Praise God. In the covenant of grace, the dispensation of grace, sin's been canceled. The curse has been canceled. It's been annihilated. The blessings are yours. Unconditional love don't have a curse. Unconditional love not going to get you when you do something bad. God's going to extend His love. Do you know, love never does fail. That's the ultimate weapon. That's your weapon of mass destruction that never fails. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. In Hebrews 2.17, said, Jesus is a merciful and faithful high priest to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. What does that mean? He restored you to favor. Reconcile. God's done reconciled you to himself. In 2 Corinthians, uh, Bill, stand up. Uh, 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 bring me 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You got to amplify Hallelujah. That's in the New Testament. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Second Corinthians five and a nineteen. It was God. Now listen to this. It's real good. It was God personally present in Christ. What's He doing in Christ? Rest, rest, uh, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with Himself. Not counting up and holding against men their trespasses. Not counting them up. Not holding them against men their trespasses, their failure. But canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation of the restoration of favor. Can you shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. 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 The reason I brought him up here is I want you to know I ain't just found something. And I just looking up something trying to prove what I'm saying. That's straight 
That's an expanded translation of what the Greek said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Restoration to the unconditional love of God. Oh, if you can get a hold of that, your faith will skyrocket. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Hebrews 10. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Look in the 12th verse. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice, see if his one sacrifice didn't do it, then he'd have to be sacrificed again for your later sins. One sacrifice done it from eternity past to eternity ending. This man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever set out the right hand of God. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool, for by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. How many know you've been perfected? Huh? How many know you've been sanctified? How many of you know one offering handled every sin you could ever do? Now, what if I sin? I got unconditional love. I confess it, 1 John 1, 9, and press on towards the mark. I don't hang around it. Hallelujah. Well, I miss God. I've seen folks rope around for two or three weeks talking about, I miss God. Well, I don't know if I'll ever get bright again. Well, I tell you what, it's something wrong with your experience with God. You don't know something about the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Turn to the 12th chapter of Hebrews. He said, we just read, for by one offering he perfected, how long? Forever. 12th chapter, the 23rd verse. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge. He's the judge. Now, how has he judged you? He's the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect. How many of you know you've got a perfect heart? You're so perfect, a perfect God can live in you. You're so holy, sanctified, and righteous that a holy, righteous God dwells on the inside of you this morning. Can you shout amen this morning? Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn back to the 10th chapter there, first verse. Tenth chapter, first verse. For the law, Mosaic law. Now let me explain something right here before going any further. All laws are not what we're under. Now we're under the laws of the universe, such as sowing and reaping. Everything reproducing after its own kind. But we're not under the Mosaic law, where if you don't do this, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Blessing and curse is set before you. No, no, we're not under that. We're not under the law, but under grace, unconditional. Love. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices they offered year by year continually make the comers therefore perfect. They couldn't do it. And they, they sacrificed lambs, goats. They sacrificed for to cover their sin. But their old covenant 
kept them a reminder that they wasn't nothing but an old sinner saved by grace. Do you hear me? They were, they were old sinners, and it reminded them once a year they had to go sacrifice for their sins. But now under the new covenant, by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. You sanctified this morning. This is all God's doing. You're righteous, holy, pure before Almighty God. Unconditional love has been extended to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, most Pentecostal churches have altar benches down here at the front, and they squall them out three times a week. They keep them reminders that they, you know, you're just an old sinner saved by grace, and you, you know, you got to, uh, you know, there's sins of commission and there's sins of omission, and preach on sin, 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 sin. Well, what do I want to preach on sin when I got the answer to sin? 